Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Thanks to Tony Finn. Level two, this is Portrait. It's one of those days today as well. Whatever, we've had one of those weeks. It all started when I lost my cell phone that I got back somehow. <laughs> That's amazing, I got it back. Took a couple of days, but uh, here's, uh, I cracked it too in the, in the fall. I'm not happy about that. A little of the bottom. I don't believe in cases though. <laughs> I don't, I've never had a cell phone case in my life. Cell phone cases are like wallets, all right? I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not carrying around some big fat case and stuff like that. I'm pretty good at not, like, smashing things. But so I dropped my phone. I lost my dropped it and whatever. I dropped it in, like, the lobby of my building. I ended up getting it back a couple of days later, fortunately. I broke my guitar a couple of days ago. The world's on fire. We're not sure if we're going to be on on Sunday. <laughs> um... Today, Cam Stewart's not on Fridays. He's like David Letterman. He doesn't work Fridays. Um, Dave Sharapan didn't show up because, you know, there's like, you know, he lost his power and, you know, he's got a big problem and, and all this. Tony Finn gets knocked off. It's been one of these weeks, like, ask uh, Matthias, too. Matthias is dealing with all kinds of things behind the scenes, not to mention, you know, the, the technical things that we've, we're dealing with all the time under these circumstances. But, Different guests. We were supposed to have Chris Weidman on earlier in the week. And then basically it was like 8 in the morning. <laughs> they called us. And, you know, I don't feel bad. But at the same point in time, you know, I should have, I, you know, I was in a deep sleep. What do you want from me? Right? Like basically we were going to speak to Chris Weidman at like 1 in the afternoon or something like that. And they called at like 8 in the morning to say they need to do it now. Except I was up until like 6 in the morning betting on soccer. So I didn't find out about it until after. It's been one of those weeks. That's happened to me a few times in the Pat McAfee show. I get a message. Hey, can you come on in like 20 minutes? And I see it like two hours later. And I'm like, son, damn. <laughs> son of a... <laughs> right? But, hey... You know, I try to keep my my alarms and my alerts going and stuff, but sometimes when you're you're, you're in a deep sleep, you're in a deep sleep. What are you gonna do? But it's been one of those weeks. Uh, it's all good. It is what it is. There's no dog days of summer because there's always something going on. But pretty soon we're gonna get back into just man college football, NFL football, 
like just there's going to be a million games to break down and then you know next thing you know the NHL and the NBA is going to be back major league baseball playoffs are around the corner a ton of stuff going on this weekend though that I want to set the stage for it it always bothers me when I see like I just saw I just saw a story and I like I like front office sports I think they do a good job so like but I see they say oh messy mania tickets are going for up to eight thousand dollars tomorrow no they're not like, dude, like, they're not going for $8,000, right? $8,000, like, come on. It's the least cup. Like, there's there's a limit to this, okay? You know what I'm saying? There's, and all these websites do this in the modern media. They take what the most expensive price is on StubHub, and that's just some dude swinging for the fences. The late night anger management class. This is Portrait. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustler, but everybody else in between. We hope you're staying safe wherever you are. And, uh, man, it's been a crazy week uh, this week. I know we've got listeners, and we're on in Hawaii. And uh, right now, you know, I know sports is uh, is secondary, total carnage. So uh, our thoughts and prayers and our blessings uh, with you. Uh, the coach, Jeff Reinbold, of course, uh, joins us routinely. Now he's a special teams coach at the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but of course he lives on the islands and uh, coached um, at the university. And um, he was um, he was encouraging people to donate uh, to, to the local Red Cross. And if you're not there, whatever you can do. Uh, but we have all kinds of listeners that tune in in areas in which, like literally, some of our listeners' houses they've been being evacuated and uh, and potentially burned down. So there's a lot of you know. Sports, we, we all get upset about, oh, I can't believe the bad beat this. And trust me, I've lost like 16 bets this week in some sort of weird way that I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But, hey, it is what it is. And as long as you personally have your health, that's all uh, that, that's all that matters and your loved one's uh, health uh, as well. So as far as the sports landscape is concerned, Tony Fenn joined us. Talked some baseball with, uh, with Tony. Tony's got a late-night flight tonight, so he checked out. I don't want him to miss the plane. He would have hung around with us longer, but it's like, nah, get to the airport, all right? Never know what the hell is going to happen over at McCarran. So uh, get get to the airport. Jeremy Moss going to step up and in. Uh, Jeremy will join us um, a little bit later on. We'll talk Mountain West football. And forget about all this conference alignment and read this and read that. Who cares? All right, let's talk about the teams. Uh, who's going to win the Mountain West Conference? The last four years, we've had four different winners in this football conference. This used to be Boise State's uh, territory to roam. Yet, remember I said a couple of years ago, Boise State will never be the power that they were, right? In the modern era right now of college football, Unless unless you're able to stay, I don't know, unless there's some local lawyer booster that wants to drop like $20 million, you're going to have a hard time getting kids to move to Boise, Idaho, right? <laughs> so, but Boise State, our favorites to win the conference. We got a great UFC card. We got to get into that. The late night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The Pittsburgh players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. And we've been talking earlier about uh, how crazy the world is right now. The world's on fire. Everything's crazy, and. And uh, we hope everybody can stay safe. And there's also crazy news that goes on. We have the the blindside story, which is um, which sounds you know it doesn't sound like uh, Michael Lore has very much there as we immediately thought when we talked about it. But um, Xavier Howard of the Miami Dolphins is now being uh, sued for $100,000 for allegedly making a secret sex uh, tape and recklessly sharing them as lawsuit labels his behavior as beyond all boundaries of decency. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't hear these stories too often from from other leagues. It's always like the National Football League. <laughs> it's always like, really, dude? Like, come on, man. Um, and uh, Tyreek Hill, he's another story. And didn't Tyreek Hill just punch someone like a couple of weeks ago on a boat or something like that? But uh, Tyreek Hill, there's a lot of talk about uh, Johnny Manziel didn't watch uh, game tape and film and stuff. And, yeah, no kidding. You're like, you don't... That Netflix special, like, that was really exposing something that, well, really, Johnny? Yeah, you know, considering that you left the Cleveland Browns and went to Vegas to party and wore a disguise, yeah, I didn't really think that you were, you know, you know in a hotel room watching game film, per se. Uh, Tyreek Hill admits he doesn't either. It's a little bit different for a wide receiver, but this isn't surprising. To be honest, Tyreek Hill... Uh, says that he watches Madden to scout his opponents. Says, I don't watch game tape. I don't watch film. The night before the game, I play Madden against the, the DBs that I'm playing against. Which a lot of people are somewhat, oh, my God. And I see a headline here. Miami Dolphins Tyreek Hill bizarrely claims he uses Madden to scout his opponents instead of studying film. Well, anybody that actually, you know, 
talks to football players or been been around football teams knows the Michigan Wolverines have been doing this forever. A lot of the old days of the playbook is gone. Right, like the old. All right, here's here's a big thick like the phone book. Here's a big thick phone book full of plays and diagrams. That doesn't work, right? Players like won't even bother watching again the damn film, <laughs> right? Let alone they won't watch like a, a two minute YouTube clip. You think they're gonna like study a book? So. A lot of college football teams, including I know the Michigan Wolverines have been doing this. Harbaugh has been doing this for years. Harbaugh distributes the plays on Madden, actually. And there's no playbook this way. Everybody has their own code to get in. And everybody has their own. And it's very modern and detailed now as well. They can customize it. They can basically customize the plays that they want you to learn. And the modern kid understands this much better. Right, like the, the, the like I said, they're not going to be studying some playbook, and they won't even understand it, and this and that. So you basically tell them, listen, that play that I told you on Madden that you run on Madden, you know, like honestly, tell kid, listen, you know that play that you run on Madden that you score a touchdown all the time. That's what we're going to do here, essentially, and go home play Madden, and the kids can relate to that. So hearing that Tyree Kill does this, I, you know, I guess it surprised some people at the professional level, but. I feel like Madden has a good tell of how good players are. So I just play Madden the night before, and I just go look at their ratings, says Tyreek Hill. So let's say, for instance, they have Steve Nelson and Derek Stingley over there, two phenomenal players, by the way. I just go to the EA rosters, and I scroll down, and I see what their awareness is. I see what their speed is. I see what their strength is. And that's how I get a good tell on them. Point blank, there it is. He's one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. That's why I always, and no one listens to me anyways, but that's why I always say, I tell these handicappers, I always say, well, you know, they're going to be looking ahead to the, looking ahead to what? These dudes don't even know who they're playing this week. And these handicappers think, oh, it's a look ahead spot. They're going there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid really cares where he's going. Tyreek Hill is a good example. Tyreek Hill has no idea who they're playing until he's, like, told by the media. Travis Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show last year, and Pat said to him, what are you going to charge your game this week? And he said, are we playing the Chargers this week? I've seen NBA players get on the plane and ask, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? Oh, Cleveland? Okay. Right, and people like the handicappers are trying to tell us that they, you know, they really think players are like you know, sitting in a hotel room looking, well, oh, we're going to be in Denver in two days and, and in Minnesota in four days. No, the players are too busy having sex and filming it and sharing it with their buddies. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, look ahead. Look ahead. I heard Kirby Smart was asked about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look ahead. You like that, Matthias? Look ahead. <laughs> I'm sure Xavier Howard, bro, is really concerned who he's playing in week two, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's their job, man. They don't care. They're too busy right? making sex tapes. <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> Just keeping it real here. You keep keeping it real. Yeah, they, they, that whole, like, the look at it. I'll tell you what, coaches know. 
I, I believe that. Coaches, obviously. You know, coaches are going to tell you, yeah, week one, we're here. Week two, I'm over there. You know what I mean? Coaches are going to know. I swear, like, instead of, like, all these stupid videos asking people to know anything about sports on the street, which I hate those videos. It's so stupid. Like, I really, really find those stupid. I don't like them. Like, what, like, let's go, let's go on the boardwalk and ask a bunch of dumbasses that aren't sports fans about sports. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, well, you know. People are, you know, stupid to begin with. We know that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, it's like, I just, you know, people love that stuff, though. Like, the, the, the different, you know what I mean? The Nets did it. Their schedule released with the logo stuff. And it's just like, come on, man. Right? It's just... There was one of them that was actually funny. I saw one of these uh, videos. Oh, yeah, I was a bunch of drunk British girls trying to pronounce different cities' names, which that was funny. That's funny because that's not, not like, you know what I mean? They should know how to say, like, Pittsburgh or whatever, but they couldn't, and it was pretty good. But, um, like, people can't even read anymore. That's, that, that's, that's the gist of it. But, yeah, back. so Kirby Smart, nobody's won three national championships in a row, guys. Right? And, like, we could talk about the Minnesota Golden Gophers. They did and they didn't. And it was the pre, pre-era. pre it was, it was in the mid-30s. Right? They won the championship in 1936, and they were retroactively crowned champions. So no one's taking it away from them. The Minnesota Golden Gophers were a powerful force in the mid-30s, okay? They won three times in a row. And Kirby Smart was asked about, are you going to tell your kids that this hasn't happened since 1936. And he point blank said, my kids don't care. That's the one thing that Kirby Smart has done brilliantly. A lot of coaches don't like the modern kid. They're not going to like this. They don't like that. They don't like, you know what I mean? Now, listen, Kirby Smart's looking the other way, and he doesn't care if his guys go to school or not. I mean, Stetson Bennett was there for six years, didn't graduate. So I'm not saying Kirby Smart's some angel that cares about these kids. What I'm saying is he totally understands the modern player, and that's why he's so successful. Like, he's basically letting them crank music at practice. He lets them do whatever the hell they want to do. He said, basically, they said, what about the historical? He goes, they don't care. He said, they don't care about history. They care about now. And he said, we're not looking at past college football teams. He said, I've used Michael Jordan and LeBron James as an example for them. And he said, that's resonated more than anything else. The late night anger match for classes is sports rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, 
Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. game in the preseason like it's bull we played them in the third game everybody played three quarters the bears are who we thought they were that's why we took the damn field now if you want to crown them then crown their ass but they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. So the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles played to a um, a draw last night. Soccer draw. There's all these ties. <laughs> so they played. And you know what? All kidding aside, we should be betting these ties. Two two games, two ties. You telling me out of the full slate of football tomorrow there's not going to be another tie or two? We'll see if we can find a number for that. But... How about this story? What, what's wrong with kickers anyways? Remember that dumbass kid kicker on the Cincinnati Bengals that watched the halftime show? <laughs> what the hell is his name? I'm bad with names tonight. What the hell? What's the, what's the kicker's name on? Uh, what's the kicker's name? He's actually a pretty good kicker. At least he was. He wasn't as good last year. McPherson, Gabe. McPherson. Is it, is it McPherson? Yeah, yeah. The kid, the, he, he kicked at Florida. He's good. Yeah, yeah, it's A.K. McPherson. Yeah, kid watched uh, you know, Snoop Dogg and Eminem and all that, right? It's the, the Super Bowl top. And I thought it was strange that everybody was in the locker room at halftime of the Super Bowl, and the punter was dancing, and uh, the the kicker was the the field goal kicker was dancing and watching the halftime show. And it turned out after that, um, Zach Taylor didn't even notice that the kicker wasn't in the room at halftime. They found out about it after, and they weren't they weren't pleased. So now the Cleveland Browns, of course, what's, what the hell's wrong with Kate York? Kate York made a field goal, and he posted it. He started saying how great he was on Instagram at halftime. He posted it during the game. <laughs> so then he went on to miss two field goals after. York swiftly deleted the post from his Instagram story after a second-half uh, misses. Fans took to social media to criticize him. <laughs> You're a clown. Another wasted draft pick. <laughs> Another posted. This ended well. Well, one simply put, unbelievable. Um, other people are saying that he didn't post it. The Browns did, but... Um, I saw that Stefanski was talking about uh, people staying off of social media. Told reporters after the game, definitely disappointed for that to happen and wanted a shot to get back out there and something from a uh, a long distance. All right, I guess he didn't create the post. He just reposted it. <laughs> you know, any, for anyone just sort of thinking, you know, man, what about the Cleveland Browns this year? Probably not, right? Let's just say No. You know, with the Cleveland Browns. They're just, they're the Browns. You know, we can talk about on paper all, all this and all that, every, everything that uh, that they have. They're they're the Browns, and it's just, it's, it's just stupid stuff like this <laughs> and everything else uh, that they do. 
And not to mention that the division uh, that they, they play in. Harry Kane uh, gets it uh, gets it done today for uh, for Bayern Munich. Our boy Alfonso Davies had a couple of assists today, actually. So we've got a big um, big UFC card. We'll get to the UFC in level three. I want to go over all the fights and um, get caught up to date with the updated odds. There's been a lot of smack talk this week around this stuff. And, you know, there's fake smack talk and there's genuine fighters don't like each other. Anybody that's going to fight O'Malley's not going to like him, right? So that's one of those type of deals. And I don't think Sterling is, like, sort of one of the dude, type of dude that's friends with everybody either. So, and anytime you got a belt on the line and, you know, that's uh, that's that's pretty good. Our boy Neil Magny is getting steamrolled in a smack-talking competition with this Gary kid. Neil Magny's a quiet dude, right? He's not He's not a smack-talker. And we would play some of these clips, but there's too many F-bombs in them for our AM radio affiliates. We're not serious, but our AM affiliates, you know what I mean? Neil Magny didn't say he beat his kid. He, but he basically said, like a father and a son, I'm going to beat you, which wasn't the best choice of words if you want to be all politically correct, but it is the fight game. For the record, um, uh, the, the Crawford said the same thing. To, um, to to Spence, right? It's sort of street talk. It is what it is. But, you know, Gary goes off, tries to make a big thing about it, like Neil Magny, some, like, child abuser and stuff. And everybody knows that's not the case. It was taken way out of context. It was just one little thing. Uh, but Gary's using this as fuel. He's trying to fire it up, and he's trying to get everybody to hate Magny. And one thing, though, as far as this, Connor was good at this as well. And some fighters, you know, like, remember, like, Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo got lit up quickly, right, against Conor. Why? It wasn't because of fight technique. Everything that Conor did leading up to that fight affected Aldo and changed him. You know what I mean? Like, Conor talked about his wife. Like, Conor... There was they they were in Toronto once for like they were promoting the fight and Aldo was sitting there and Connor walked in a room and knocked a hat off his head. It wasn't seen on camera. Like stuff like that. And it wasn't really seen. Like Connor took it to a new level. And then what happens is somebody that's actually a cautious fighter or a smart fighter, they just want to kill you after. And it takes you, you know, it takes you out of your game and stuff. Now, Neil Magny, the thing is, Matthias, Magny's an underdog in this fight anyways. So, I mean, you're talking a lot of smack to a dude, like, you know what I mean? Whatever, bro. You're a three-to-one favorite in the fight, so you're supposed to win the fight. So, he's trying to sell this and build this thing up here. But Magny almost, like, has been baited into this now where, you know, he said, I am promise I'm going to mess you up. It, you know, because Magny was going to have to fight on the defense. And let's be real, Magny's not going to win if they just start swinging in a phone booth here. That's what Gary wants, right? So, interesting dynamic coming into this. It's a fun card. The woman's fight is going to be vicious. We were talking about how I don't like watching the UFC countdown shows. Uh, because, listen, they're super well-produced. But they're also so well-produced that they'll cloud your judgment and, you know, you, you watch the feature on one fighter, 
And then, you know, you're like, oh, my God, this, this fighter is like, oh, yeah, this fighter's going to win. And then after the, they show you the next fighter, then you're like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> and I've even had fighters tell me that the countdown shows mess with their heads. So it's almost better off not watching it or with the sound down or something like that. And a good example is I was watching the countdown show and I was watching the, uh, the preview of the woman's fight and I saw the breakdown uh, as far as uh, Lemos is concerned. And I'm like, damn it, this girl punches like a, you know, <laughs> like she got some serious power. And I like what she said. She goes, I don't throw punches to score points. Every punch I throw, I'm trying to hurt you. And she means it. Like she's she's very super aggressive. Like she's, you know, super powerful. And you're like, damn, man, she was the jungle champion and all that. But uh Zhang Wee Lee here. She's just like, she's like a, um, if you could like lock her stomach, Matthias, like if you could like sort of like a, like a uh, robot, like you know what I mean? If you could put a hole in her stomach, like you could put like your money and like safe and like gold in there. <laughs> like you know what I mean? She's like a vault. Like you're know, like her body hard. You know what I mean? Like she's just hard. She trains hard. Like her training stuff is over the top. Her conditioning is over the top. Her power is over the top. Her willpower is over the top. Uh, she's tough as hell. She's gonna win. As much as you know, I like this. Uh, the Lamos is a fun fighter to watch and stuff. Uh, Zhang's just too much, Matthias. Minus three twenties, little pricey. You got to put her in a parlay. But I'm taking a favorite in this fight. Gabe, this is, I love how you broke down this fight, though. A high-intensity fight, that's for sure. And you know what? I'm actually playing devil's advocate. As as the days go by, the more I, I dance with Lemos right now, Gabe, I think she's going to land something, and she's going to knock Zhang Wiley down. I really do. And it wouldn't be the first time she's been knocked out and knocked down. Gabe, Rose Namajunas actually defeated her before with a, you know when she got kicked in the head and she got dropped. I think tomorrow is going to be a spectacular night. I really do. I think, I think we will have two new champions. I I think Lemos gets the job done oh. in stunning fashion, and I think Sugar Show somehow, some way, finishes Aljamain Sterling. I know that tactically that doesn't make sense, but I just have a feeling he's going to land something similar to what Conor McGregor did, Gabe, to, uh, to Aldo. You know what I mean? It just seems like he is meant to be this this superstar that he's about to become. Going Conor in. That wasn't Boston, was it? I don't think it was. I think it was Vegas. I can look it up. I'll look it up. Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking. As you stated, I remember Connor. He fought earlier in his career in Boston. Who did he fight in Boston? We'll look it up. Uh, I'm sure, I'll look on sure. When, when, when McGregor knocked out Aldo, that was in Vegas. Yeah. Who did Connor fight in DC? Connor's thing. Who did he fight in Boston? Was that Eddie Alvarez? Yeah, probably. They hi Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hyped it up. Dana likes bringing the Irish guys, right? Bring the Irish guys to Boston. So um, it's going to be a fun card. I, you know, that's the problem. I watched Lamos, and I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, at plus 260, I was actually at plus 260. I'm like, damn. She, and another, like, she can finish you on the ground, too, after she messes you up standing. Like, she's super aggressive. And I was like, at plus 260, definitely worth a shot here. But I can't lie. Then I was watching a countdown show, and I'm like, man, I'm not betting against Zhang. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not messing with this girl. She ain't giving a belt up. Jeremy Moss joins us next.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Countdown to kickoff continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranzi, Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's do this thing. Let's talk some Mountain West Conference football right now. Jeremy Moss steps up and in from KSL Sports. He also covers the Mountain West for USA Today. Let's do this thing, Jeremy. Welcome to the Rage. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Oh, man. We're like a week out, eight days. Week zero. Oh, this, It'll be awesome. It's here. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome stuff. Let's do this thing. In San Jose State, actually, uh, take on the, the USC Trojans. The Mountain West have been in the news so much this offseason, you know, with, with potential the potential departure of San Diego State and then maybe or the, the remaining Pac-12 teams going to come to the Mountain West, but I'm so tired of all of this. Let's talk about some football and actually who's going to win a conference that we've had four different winners, Jeremy, the last four different years. Are we going to have a fifth winner in a fifth year? I think so, because I don't think Fresno are going back to back here. What's your take? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with you there. Fresno could be good, but they've lost a million things in offense. Jake Caner's with the Saints. Uh, Moreno Cropper receivers are gone. They, Jordan Mims has gone the NFL somewhere. They're all All the key players have gone offensively, so they'd have to reload a lot with uh, with like a couple guys but ee, I don't I think they here's the thing their defense they could they're like more of a surprise team for you but I don't think they'll do it their defense is legit with Kim Lockridge in the secondary but I think we trust Jeff Tedford because he's like a really 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 good coach but replacing Jake Hayner all-time quarterback all one of the best receivers it's gonna be difficult but it's yeah, it's not going to be them. As for the winner, it's probably leading Boise State, but my dark horse could be San Jose State. People will freak out and yell at me, maybe Wyoming, but I like San Jose State a bit with the experienced quarterback, Javon Cordero, and some good receivers, and usually they have a pretty solid defense there. But uh, I, I guarantee I'm kind of with you. There's going to be a new winner, but Fresno, just watch for them defensively. They might be able to kind of flip what they normally done the past couple of years. As you stated, Jeff Tedford, an awesome college football coach. So, I said a couple of years ago, I didn't think that Boise State was going to be able to to maintain their success due to the modern college football era. Let's just be real. How much money really is there in Boise, um, how, you know, in, in a new NIL era and all this? But it doesn't mean that they're, they still can't put together a, a good football team. And they have a pretty good one. They are the favorites right now to win the conference at plus 180. Are they the team to beat, in your opinion? 
I think so, because they dropped off like a hair. They're not top 15 every year, like they were with Kellen Moore and like Jared Jabransky, but they're all they're hovering around the rankings. I think they are, because Taylor Green, he came in last year after a couple weeks of Hank Bachmeyer. He just ended up not being what they thought it would be after a multi-year starter. So with him having a full spring, full winter, uh, 8 to 10 games, I forget what he started, but he played majority of the season last year. And then they have probably, or no, they do have the best running back duo, duo George Lani and uh, – Genty, Andrew, Andre Genty there to be to running the ball. They have the best offensive, best good players receiver. They have some depth there, but they don't have like a Khalil Shakir or like a Titus Young type guy who are like elite, elite guys. They have a bunch of really good players. Like they have Stephen Cobbs there, but I think their offense is going to be what it's been a couple years ago. And I, I do lead them being favorite. And their defense, people pass, it's all, all offense, Statue of Liberty, Ian Johnson stuff. Their defense has been really like amazing. Like Leighton Vanderish was with the Broncos a couple years ago now, starting with the Cowboys. They have a lot of guys who are moving on to NFL doing good things, but I, I think they are the favorite by a decent amount just because I think the offense is going to be back what it was like four, four years ago, scoring 30-plus a game. But it'll be tough. they got Washington on the road. they got UCF coming to town. They play Memphis non-conference, and they're not with Norvell there in Memphis, but they're still a solid team to American. But they got Wyoming at home, which is helpful. Toughest game probably the last month, Wyoming at home at, Air, at Fresno State. Obviously, they're pretty difficult as usual. And then they got Air Force end of the year, and they always cause teams problems. But having them – Around Thanksgiving, compared to Boise Air Force, been playing like week three. Falcons are typically beat up, despite them usually being really good running the ball, as we all know. But end of the year, it'd be just tough for them to be healthy because the restrictions for the size of the academy. But schedule, not, it's pretty difficult. But even with that, there's, I think they're still a fair because the offense is going to take off, I think, really big this year. We're talking Mountain West football with Jeremy Moss. So, uh, Jeremy, San Diego State, most national pundits think this team and this program continues to take a step back on a yearly a yearly basis. They have a new stadium. It's a great sports city, right? The Chargers aren't there anymore. Seems like a great opportunity for the Aztec football program to, to really take, you know, take the spotlight. Yet, I don't understand, you know, the quarterback situation there. I don't understand why, you know, like, really, it's been a couple of years now. Why is it so hard for SDSU to get a quarterback, bro? It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful campus, beautiful stadium. And now they're saying they want to throw the ball more. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's like the billion-dollar question, because when they had Christian Chapman a couple years ago, he was fine, throwing maybe 18 times a game, mistake-free guy, kind of. Uh, That's Aztec football to me. I always yeah. thought oh, they were successful is, yeah. in the West Coast because they were one of the few teams that actually played Midwest smash-mouth football. Yeah, but that's the problem. They haven't had a good running back. or Like, Donald Pumphrey is one of the best ever in the Mountain West. They've had all these guys, Richard Penny in the NFL, yeah, not Seahawks yeah. anymore, but like they have multiple guys who are really, really good. They haven't had that running game the past couple of years, and so had, I've said years ago, had they had an average quarterback, they would nobody would touch them. They would be elite defense. <laughs> when Rocky Long was there, They all these guys who are amazing defenders who do a great thing. Awesome they'd be like Cincinnati-type stuff. You're right. They'd be like 11-1, 12-0. I know. Yeah, they, they've done that, too. They beat Houston at Oliver a while a couple years ago. But, yeah, that's the thing. The past couple years, running game has just been – not even average, and when you can't throw the ball, that's obviously a big problem. You're not good running the ball, not good throwing the ball. Defense is really good. It's kind of take a small step back, but they're still the best in the conference, not West. But Jalen Maiden, I think he's a guy. Like, he came in last year, took over for Braxton, Burmeister, Will Haskell. I'm like, Aztec fans, oh, we got Burmeister coming from Virginia Tech. I'm like, dude, no, he's not a guy. No, I don't I don't believe it until I see it with San Diego State quarterbacks. And Maiden is a guy who has his legs a little bit, can run, Reasonably wide, 10 picks last year, sacked 17 times. So he's a work in progress because he was a defensive back until they brought him to play quarterback. He played QB in high school. And so similar with Taylor Green at Boise, he got thrown in there. 
started a good amount of games, played reasonably well for what he's asked to do. But I think they're going to throw the ball because Ryan Lindley got promoted to the OC there. He was um, their amazing quarterback about a decade ago, played in the NFL for a bit, throw the ball a lot. So I do think that's what they want to do. But the problem is they lost like their top receiver from last year. They didn't get a bunch of action. Like Tyrell Shavers had 38 catches, Jesse Matthews 45, but they both had about six touchdowns, which is not great. But when they got the ball, they made plays. They lose their top two wideouts, so they're going to be throwing to a bunch of new guys out there. But I do think the quarterback play will be better. But I don't know what they're going to do running the ball because it's just been just average, not not Aztec elite what it has been for outside of the past couple of years. So that's a big problem for them. If you look at the schedule as well, the first game's a must win. They need to win that game against Ohio. I, I speak to a lot of people, and I've been asking them, handicappers, our guests, oh, what are you guys looking at in week zero? And many of them come back to me with – the Ohio Bobcats. Now, I know, listen, uh, Curtis Rourke's a great quarterback. I'm not sure about his health uh, status in Ohio's, um, you know, coming into this game. We'll lock it in, obviously, before uh, next week. But after that, they host Idaho State. But then you got UCLA. You've got the Oregon State Beavers. Then it's Boise State. Then it's Air Force. This is not an easy schedule for the Aztecs. They better win the first two games of the year. Yeah, even Ohio, they're a pretty good MAC team. It's not, it's no guarantee to win those teams. So that's like, it's at home, which helps. And so that's a matchup where they they should they should be favored. I think believe they are favored by like two to one to win something like they're like a good sixty-ish percent chance to win. They should win, but it's nothing you would guarantee. Oh, we're playing some random MAC team who's at the bottom. They're a solid team. Like you mentioned, if quarterback's healthy, that'll be an issue. And Aztecs need to get things going. But yeah, at Oregon State, like I have Oregon State, like I think they could win Pac-12. Like they're that good. And I'm a Utah guy. I like my Utes, and they have quarterback issues. Cam Rising, they're playing probably QB three to start the year, playing Florida and so UCLA. Chip Kelly's finally getting things figured out. That's a that stretch that month of uh, the game is gonna be. Then they go to Hawaii. They get a bye week, but go to Hawaii. But still, yeah, they gotta be two and zero. And out of that four game stretch, UCLA, Oregon State, Boise, Air Force, I would not be surprised if they win one, two maps. Jeremy Moss kicking was talking Mountain West Conference football. I am Gabriel Moretzi, Sirius XM Channel One Five Nine. So Cam Rising doesn't look like he's gonna be able to be playing in this football game. Against um, against the Florida Gators, and then they lose Brandon uh, Brandon Rose after that. So now it's Bryson Barnes. Is it safe to assume to say that yeah, Bryson Barnes is going to be the quarterback uh, against the Gators? It seems like it from because Brandon Rose came out because a family coach Woody Ham's probably very upset that some family member on Instagram said, "Oh, he's out of the hospital." And you ask him, it's not season ending, so nothing won't add to yeah, that. No one knew anything about it, right? And it was a family, a relative said, yeah, yeah, Brandon's in the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, boy. Um, yeah, it's not – actually, as of right now, there's an availability recently, earlier today. Like, he's not season ending until he's around. But Bryson Barnes, like, he did fine at Washington State. They weren't great last year. Came into the Rose Bowl against Ohio State and actually played quite well. Nearly got the upset win. Didn't look great in Penn State last year. But he's the third quarterback for a reason. He's a guy who's played. And they have um, Nate Johnson back there. I was like, gosh, he's really ready to play. They're not sure. But, like, Cam Rising didn't do um, scrimmaging the other day. And it's an ACL tear during the Rose Bowl. There's no way he's going to be ready. Like, oh, he's fine. He's on schedule. There was no brace when he was at uh, Pac-12 Media Day. And there's a funny thing. A guy I work with, I wasn't down there, but our hosts were doing, uh, who I work with were down there watching every move. He's playing pickleball. Not really. He's, like, barely moving his arms. Like, he's just standing stationary like somebody who's probably 70-plus who doesn't have much mobility, just moving his hands on the makeshift pickleball court at the, in Vegas. So, it, there's no way he plays. Probably, honestly, he's not going to play week one. Week two, Baylor, very difficult. Probably not going to play. Weber State week three, going to why play him. He might be back for, like, the Cal game or something. Jeremy Moss with us just for a couple of more moments. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on uh, Barry Odom taking over the UNLV running Rebel program this year? 
They've got a solid quarterback. They've got some nice skill position players. Size is always an issue in the trenches for the Rebels. I think Odom's going to address this. It might take a couple of years. They're an intriguing team. No, they've got a lot of team speed. What's your take on uh, Brumfield and company in, in in the desert? I think Brumfield's really good because I was kind of not a fan of them. Not that they brought Odom's a bad hire. That he's a good move, the guy to bring in because what the AD uh, Harper wanted, experienced. I was thinking, well, they were pretty close last year with Marcus Arroyo. There'll be a bowl game. So I was like on the fence about you're getting rid of him. You better get somebody who's more experienced or better. And he has that going. Missouri, Arkansas. I think the defense will take a step forward. They brought the uh, linebackers coach to be the D.C. to come in. And they have a guy, Brennan Scott, who should be really good. He was injured all of last year. Should be contend for like first or second team all-conference player. And Doug Rumfield injuries is a problem. They were close last year. There were so many one-score games. Like they were hanging around with San Diego State, Fresno State. They were striking distance to – going to a bowl game. So if he felt that's great, but I want to see what Brennan Marion does in that offense. We saw what he did at Hawaii years ago. He was on the receiving end of UNLV's upset on Howard, their OC a couple years ago, like one of the biggest upsets ever. He's been at Texas being their receivers coach last year. I think it's a good move. And I just want to see what Brennan Marion can do because I'm beyond grateful. And most rebel fans are that Bobby Petrino went to Jimbo Fisher and have that circus go with him and Steve Adazio. And that's going to be the biggest disaster in college football. They don't have that guy around. who will be fighting to be the head coach of Barry Odom. Yeah, that, that Miami A&M game is such a train wreck in a fascinating way. It's like a it's like it's like a wrestling match, like on the on the undercard or something. Loser has to leave town uh, match. So listen, we've only got about a minute and a half left with you. Great stuff, great breakdown. Got to ask you about the Aggies. Obviously, you being in the state of Utah, and I don't think you're crazy as far as San Jose State are concerned. I'm a big Brent Brennan fan. I think the guy's a great coach. I think they've done a great job uh, with this program. You talk about getting Cordero back. Not to mention all five offensive linemen. Always love it, man. You got Robinson back in the backfield as well. Yeah, they lost some wide receivers, but I think they can they can fill this void with the ground attack that they have. I think they got a real shot to win this conference, actually, San Jose State. So uh Spartans, I agree with you. And what's the uh what's the outlook on the Aggies coming into the year? They were so inconsistent last year. It was hard. They got beat up by Weber State, Alabama. They do have Cooper Legault, quarterback, who came in a couple years ago, had like a one-play, 67-yard touchdown in the Vegas Bowl to help lead the Aggies to victory. If he's healthy, it's great, but they bring in eight new wide receivers, which is going to be a big deal. Lost Calvin Turner Jr. from running back last year, who was one of the best in conference before he got hurt. I think they're about a bowl game, but them having such Jekyll and Hyde, it's hard to tell how good they'd be. But I'm thinking bowl game might be their max this year. It'll be difficult unless Cooper Legault has like a huge season, which potential, but a lot of injury at quarterback last year, and he's got to be healthy for them to uh, succeed. KSL Sports, Jeremy Moss. You can read him over at the USA Today uh, sports uh, section as well. Covering the Mountain West, Jeremy, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Great, great, great breakdown. Great stuff, bro. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. The Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Countdown to kickoff continues. This is Sports Red. Great stuff with Jeremy Moss. We'll definitely talk Mountain West uh, football once again in the future with him. And you know what? I liked his style and his boldness as far as saying that he believes the San Jose State Spartans have a chance of winning this conference. It's a football conference in which uh, we've had four different winners in uh, four consecutive seasons. So it's not out of the question uh, that San Jose State were able to pull this off. It's a little ambitious, but as we stated, they returned all five starting offensive linemen, all right? You've got five starters back on the O-line. You've got your quarterback back. You've got uh, your running backs back. Uh, wide receivers can be replaced. Um, they, they got a solid coach stadium under renovation. Uh, I saw a picture of uh, the other day as uh, they're looking to expand a little bit. This is a program on the rise, definitely on the rise. And they have some tough games early here, uh, but it won't affect their Mountain West. Uh, won't affect the Mountain West uh, standings and uh, and chances. They open up against the USC Trojans. Not an easy way to open up the season, but it's a nice paycheck game. Then they host the Beavers, which you know what? That's a winnable game, right? It's not easy, but it's 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 you know it's not it's not insurmountable. They host Cal Poly. So they're 14 to one to win the conference, but their win total is five and a half. Let's say they lose the first two games to the Pac-12. They lose to the USC Trojans and the Oregon State Beavers beat them. They'll beat Cal Poly, San Jose State at Toledo. Oh boy, their schedule's not easy. That's not that's a toss-up. That game, San Jose State at Toledo. I would lean Toledo. Air Force at San Jose State, not easy. San Jose State at Boise State, not easy. Then it eases up a little bit. New Mexico, Utah State, Hawaii. Fresno State's not easy. San Diego State's not easy. It's a tough slate. They end with UNLV. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.